You're listening to the PSA, CPSU New South Wales podcast. This is Communications Officer Jim Minns. On the podcast this week... For some reason, NTU thought it's appropriate to try and impose a process that its first step, and not its last step, but its first step, is having a salary cut of between 5 and 15% for all employees. The NTEU proposes a framework to cut salaries in order to address the budgetary crisis facing the tertiary education sector, which the CPSU New South Wales strongly rejects. This week, the National Tertiary Education Union, the NTEU, introduced a proposed framework for tackling the budgetary crisis around tertiary education. The framework proposes radical measures such as salary cuts, stand-downs and redundancies, before exploring what the CPSU New South Wales believes to be obvious and less intrusive measures to keep universities alive and functioning. The CPSU New South Wales had no part in negotiating the measures, and as such, the CPSU New South Wales strongly rejects the framework. To discuss more, I sat down with the CPSU New South Wales Assistant General Secretary, Troy Wright, and Assistant Secretary of the CPSU New South Wales Branch Council, Shelley Odewan. So Troy, what do we know so far about this deal that has been struck with the NTEU? Who have they struck a deal with? What we were presented with this week is a document, a series of documents, and an MOU and a, um, a heads of an agreement, which appears to be executed between the NTEU and what's said to be... Um, representatives of vice-chancellors of universities. Um, so it's an unincor- so on one side, we've got one union in the sector, not all unions, not the ACTU, not a union peak body. We've got one union that's made a deal with an unincorporated cluster of bosses. Um, it's a rather confusing approach even at the start as to why you would have those as your parties. What's the problem with the content of what they're proposing, of what the NTEU is proposing? What they are proposing is an agreement that is an MOU between this group of vice chancellors and them, that there will be firstly a national committee um, and it will make decide about the financial status of universities on application from a university. And it then sets out a series of measures that those universities can take depending on what uh, financial state they are in. Our first concern is that it appears as one of the first options and not the last option is a salary cut for all staff. Our view is, and we have had success with this to date, is that by negotiating at a local level, you can find other savings that aren't as punitive on staff and aren't as onerous on staff and our members, such as executive salaries, staff travel, capital works, borrowing, looking at your casual workforce in particular, first and foremost, your contractors, your consultants, and even mandatory leave. That is what we've had success with already at some of the universities we cover in identifying savings. Yet for some reason, NTU's thought it's appropriate to try and impose a process that its first step, and not its last step, but its first step, is having a salary cut of between five and 15% for all employees. And a flat rate of a decrease like this is regressive. It hurts our members who are professional staff and generally paid less than academics. It hurts a member that is on more more than academics. So it hurts someone that is employed on for $70,000 and receiving $70,000 a year. It hurts them more to lose 10% of their salary than someone that's paid 
$200,000 a year. Although the amount is obviously greater of 10% on both people, the person that's on 70,000 obviously doesn't have as much fat to cut out of their household budget. For us within the CPSU, that's really problematic because we make our decisions at a local branch level. What works for one institution will not work for another. And our regional universities, of which I represent, are, are not in the same position as our city-based universities. So having one national framework that they expect to be implemented across the country is just completely unrealistic. One other thing I'd like to really highlight about the, the problematic nature of this framework is it's been negotiated without any, without any financial information being available from universities. How dire is the situation? We actually don't know. So why the NTU has gone and put on the table such drastic measures as 15% salary cuts to staff is it's, it's entirely questionable at this stage? Where is the evidence that we need to make concessions to that degree? The other thing is that this framework will disproportionately impact on professional staff because academic staff are in higher paid positions. They use less leave, so their leave balances are significantly higher than professional staff. It's okay for them to be forced to take a couple of weeks leave. We are opposed to this framework being implemented in universities that we cover. Um, if it is, we will be opposing any variation to an enterprise agreement that comes out of it. We would expect that the things we've tossed up should be considered first and exhausted before anything happens, such as salary cuts or stand downs or redundancies. And if those are the first options proposed in a variation of an enterprise agreement, we will campaign vigorously to the full extent we can against it. That is when we will know uh, whether it is supported or not by the majority of those people covered by those enterprise agreements. What is evident though, is there is widespread dissatisfaction with this approach among both our membership and non-members employed in tertiary education right across the country. This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week.